You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Well, it's been a while since we've um, had a podcast episode, so uh, we decided to get back at it. Um, there's been so much that's happened that we've been going over on Sunday mornings in our services, David with the book of Hebrews um, and some of the big, deep topics that we've been talking about that have been really good, really important. Uh, But one of those things that's kind of come out of our study of Hebrews is dealing with the concept of doubt. And um, a few times you've even mentioned what's taking place um, in the lives of of some believers right now with the whole deconstruction uh, movement and um, the deconstructing of the faith. Mm. Um, so it's been, it's been really good being able to, uh, study the book of Hebrews and be encouraged with what the writer has been saying. But before we begin the discussion, um, do you want to just kind of give us like a little bit of an introduction into, into these concepts, into, uh, some of the things that we've been learning? Yeah. I, one of the things that I'm really growing to appreciate from Hebrews is the difficult conversations that we're invited into. And mm-hmm. when we talk about doubts or not having confidence in our faith or all the way back in Hebrews too about drifting away, we have to, we must pay attention all the more so that we, uh, to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. So it is a, um, doubt or struggling with assurance or drifting is is a significant theme, but the beauty of it is because Hebrews talks about it, mm. the pastor of Hebrews addresses it, we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's freeing for a lot of Christians. We, we're not always the package deal, mm-hmm. and sometimes we um, run into a book like Hebrews that, and, and other epistles do this as well. The Bible does it because um, God's so gracious with us, but we're allowed to struggle. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to journey. Um, we're allowed not to have answers. Uh, mm-hmm. We're allowed to live in that confusion of how do I apply Christianity to my life. Um, and it's so healthy going through a book like Hebrews because it teaches us to ask the right questions. Yeah, it teaches us... Uh, we're to spend the majority of our time. So the majority of our time in Hebrews is actually spent on the person of Christ mm. in an unusual place where, you know, I don't, and I think we mentioned this once a number of months ago, but I don't think, I, I don't think I would think mm-hmm. that if I need my faith built up, I'm going back to the sacrifices of the old covenant <laughs> yeah. to understand them yeah, so that I can understand the sacrifice of Christ. And that will give me, that will that will build up my faith. Um, <laughs> so we we struggle even to have conversations about what do I do when I'm I'm really struggling with how to live my faith out in this world and in this changing world, mm-hmm. and how do I live in a country that has so many different cultures and so many different belief systems and so many challenges when we go to work or whatever it might be? How do I live my faith out? And going back to the old covenant understanding the priesthood and a guy named Melchizedek who probably is the least talked about guy (laughs) in scripture. And yet we learn so much from just that small portion Mm -hmm. of scripture. Uh, and, and, and that's, so 
we have freedom to talk about this with one another yeah. and we're given direction mm -hmm. as to how to talk about it. Yeah. And like, as, as, um, as you had mentioned, I, there's something that you mentioned, um, months ago now, I think when we were uh, looking at the book of, of, uh, Hebrews and it's something I've been thinking about recently cause we're going through, you know, doubt, deconstruction, um, mm -hmm. uh, apologetics with our young adults in our, in our youth ministries and just kind of exploring what the Bible has to say and what the world is saying. But um, it's interesting. You had said this a few months ago, and it kind of stuck with me, but um, just how we tend to, when we start to doubt, or we, you know, people head down this path of deconstruction of their, of their faith, mm -hmm. um, they, they tend to leave the church, or they tend to look in other places other than the Bible or other than the church. But the call of the message of Hebrews and what, you know, going back to Melchizedek, it's drawing us into scripture in mm -hmm. those seasons of doubt and those moments of doubt yeah. and just how vital and important that is to come to God. Uh, yeah. we, we, you know, try to look for God out there, but he's given us his word right here and yeah. he's given us uh, his spirit to help us understand his word. Um, so why not go to the source, Yeah, talk to the source? And yeah. that just really stuck out. But then as you yeah. got into the discussion too in the later parts of Hebrews with um, with Melchizedek and the Old Testament, it just starts to make sense. Yeah. That, that that's, that, that's where we should look. Yeah. And it's a good point. Uh, sometimes that's the problem is we don't have the freedom to be able to have those discussions in the church mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes we're told that we have to do better, be better. Yeah. Um, and why are you really questioning these things? And honestly, boy, like life and challenges in life where so many stages in our life, we, there are just significant challenges. Mm -hmm. We, we see that we'll see this in Hebrews 10 where even uh, like, we'll talk about this, this coming Sunday where they were suffering and now how do you live your faith out in suffering? How do you do that? Or you watch others suffer such a, I mean, they, and, and they, their property was taken away. Their possessions were taken away. And, mm -hmm. and, and we can really wrestle with some of those things. So, um, to, again, to have, to know that the Bible discusses it. Yeah. Allows the church to discuss it, but sometimes it, takes away the hesitancy to go back to scripture because we think we're going to get mm -hmm. the same answers as we might get in church or that we might have had growing up. Mm -hmm. um, but the Bible and Hebrews does this actually quite a bit where um, it, it gives these warnings and it gives the reality of the struggles of our Christian faith, but boy, it plants us back into Christ and in Christ yeah. is the encouragement. Um, and, the, the honesty and yet the honesty of the, the honesty of Christ, but the honesty of the struggle um, mm -hmm. is freeing and, and, and it's a good place for us to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like we can, we can ask these questions. Yeah. God's not intimidated by our questions. And um, something else you've been mentioning is, is throughout scripture, we have these key biblical figures asking questions, Yeah, you know, yeah. asking the big questions like why God? Um, going through seasons of doubt. It's almost like, I don't know, could you say that? Like that's a normal Christian experience is to go through those, go through those seasons. Mm -hmm. Would, would yeah. you say that? Yeah. yeah I, I, and and um, especially when there's change in our life. Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, someone's going through university or uh, married or 
parenting mm. or just living single life later on in life. Uh, <coughs> what, you know, there's disappointments along the way, there's various challenges. So how do I live out my faith? Um, and so sometimes, uh, you know, even when we talk about deconstruction, mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that we go to quickly. And, and I think that's, that can often be part of the conversation. But the other thing that can happen is we're, we may not actually be deconstructing. We might just be trying to figure out what our faith means in those circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're called to suffer or they're called to be companions with those who are suffering. Yeah. Well, what all of a sudden I have questions about like, we'll see in Habakkuk, like God, where are you and all this evil? Um, because Hebrews refers to Habakkuk and, Basically, God, what are, you, what are you doing using someone even more evil, the Babylonians, to bring Judah into captivity? This, none of this makes any sense. And, um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that going on, I think. And, and I think it's healthy. I yeah. actually think it's healthy. Yeah, it's like, um, it's almost like our theology is all, like in our beliefs, um, are also being sanctified and they're growing and they're yeah. maturing. Yeah. And so you, you come face to face with a real difficult, hard circumstance in life. And you ask those big questions that maybe you had thought, okay, well, I believe this, but then now when the rubber meets the road, it's like, yeah. it's harder, like yeah. it's harder to go through it. And so your theology and your understanding and your belief is, is developing as well. I like guess time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Some, I, I think some people think that the Christian faith is, you know, we, we've kind of arrived yeah. when we have everything nice and tidy yeah. and in a neat box <laughs> yeah. and know how to answer and know what we'll say in these circumstances. And I mean, I, I think that, that, that can be a healthy part, yeah. but I, I look at, you know, the life of Paul and he just, the, the, the various things that he writes and the experiences that he has and how to live out his Christian faith and what it is to suffer again, mm. not just once, but again, and go through a shipwreck and all these things. I mean, you're just, you're learning more about who God is, who we are before God yeah. and uh, his faithfulness to the promise, the promises that he's made, mm-hmm. even when we don't understand. Yeah. And so. not that I've read a lot of Eugene Peterson, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually, he actually mentions something like that where he says, the only time that we'll ever have all of our theology right is when we're standing in heaven. Oh boy. Yeah. And then we'll continue to learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Theology and, yeah. and glory. And yeah. that's what I like about, I mean, Hebrews 10, uh, we, we looked at Hebrews 10 and uh, saw Hebrews 10, 1 through 18 as mm-hmm. a summary of the first nine chapters. So I, I thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. But um, when, when you come to the end of a portion, which happens in uh, chapter 10, verse 18, which mm-hmm. says, now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Hmm. So we've been talking about doubting, drifting, lack of confidence, not having assurance of faith. And you think, okay, if I had to summarize what it is in general to doubt, yeah. how would I summarize that? And that's the beauty of Hebrews is it brings us all the way through this to, to chapter 10. Then chapter 10, it takes all that we learned in chapters one through nine and summarizes everything in verses 1 through 17. And then I love how this all mm-hmm. ends. Like he just, he just summarizes it perfectly in one verse after he's quoted Jeremiah 31 in the New Covenant. He says, 
Now, where there is forgiveness of these. And I just, mm-hmm. there, sometimes in doubt, it becomes so complex and, you know, the pressures of the world and Satan and spiritual warfare and all of that. And it, the pastor comes and says, do you have forgiveness of sins? Mm-hmm. And we've been taught at least, I mean, for, for nine chapters, but, but especially in, in chapters 7 through 10, that we have forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus did the perfect work. Um, he was the living sacrifice. Amen. Uh, and then he says, there is no longer an offering for sin. It's just beautiful because we try to offer. Uh, we try to be God. We try to figure questions out that we will just never figure out the side of glory. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful summary of the entire argument or the entire ministry of the pastor up to that point you have forgiveness of sins. That, that's mm-hmm. what assurance is, to know that God is faithful in his work in Christ so that we have the forgiveness of sins. And with the forgiveness of sins, it, it brings to mind, begins to build in our mind all the blessings and all the promises that we have in Christ. And I, I can't offer anything. Mm-hmm. There is no longer an offering for sin. It's all done in Christ. And that to me, is the simplicity sometimes in the confusion of doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love, I love that, that this book can take us so far and so deep, but you get to a verse like that, and it just... Yeah, and, and we easy. know sometimes when we're struggling, we just we need it so simple. Mm-hmm. Do, what, what can I offer more? Like if I were to read Hebrews 7 through 10... What what could I what more could I offer? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, am I in the order of Melchizedek? Am I the priest king? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, was it once for all? Uh, just previous to that, some of the implications, summary of the implications of the work of Christ, where we have been sanctified, we are clean. Mm. It's as if we're clean in the presence of God. We are perfected. Yeah. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit who gives us strength because he's changed our mind and our heart in the new covenant. Uh, and, and then he says, um, so there is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, that's the beauty of it. Sometimes we're lying in bed and we think, where do I go with this? Well, I can start with this. There's forgiveness. And mm-hmm. what more could I offer? Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing. There's nothing. If I'm perfected and sanctified... Mm-hmm. Receive the Holy Spirit through the shed blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, and then the outworking of that is in verses uh, 19 through 25. And we looked at this because, again, in verses 19 mm-hmm. through uh, 20, he, he you know, summarizes once again in two verses everything that was written in Hebrews. And then he says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. So that's the point that the pastor of Hebrews was bringing us. We get to have full assurance of faith because through the work of Christ, we know that we can draw near. Such, Mm. I mean, how many people long to hear from, you know, another human in their life that they can draw near, like Mm -hmm. a parent or a child or whoever it might be because they've been pushed away. And the work of Christ is first of all so that we would draw near. The second one is that we would hold on. And then the third one mm-hmm. is that we would watch out for one another. Mm. Um, and, and, 
you know, sometimes we, I think in community, we, that's why, that's why, you know, the pastor of Hebrews surprises us because yeah. our third led us after draw near and hold on would probably be like we mentioned, like do a good Bible study. Or, yeah. 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 You know, something more individual. And now the author goes, we need one another. Like mm-hmm. I, I need people in my life so that, um, I'm reminded mm-hmm. of the forgiveness I have in Christ and that that would spur me on to love and good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Just it's astounding. The bringing together of the body of Christ to minister to one another's needs, to take care of one another in this, in this remarkably simple mm-hmm. way yeah. of, um, there, that was something else that you were talking about. I uh, was it last Sunday or the Sunday before, but, just just the just being with people being with yeah. somebody even just sitting with them allowing them to ask their questions allowing them to you know go through the struggle but to just be a consistent presence of of Christ mm-hmm. you know um just letting just just walking with them and, and so often we try to we try to rush the process sometimes yeah. in people's lives yeah or we try to rush the process in our own lives and we miss out on on just the importance of sitting and being with with one another in mm-hmm. in, in that quiet encouragement type yeah. type of way. It's true. I and again, I know I say this a lot. I love. I I'd love to meet the pastor of Hebrews someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he doesn't organize a formal ministry, mm-hmm. and he doesn't organize a committee with a chair and say, "How are we gonna?" He right. just. <laughs> um, he says, let us watch out for one another. Mm-hmm. And that, that's tough, I think, in our culture. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, some, some people have grown up with, you have to be a strong Christian, you can't show your weaknesses. So when he says that, he's saying that we need people to watch out for us. So the question becomes, do we have anybody watching out for us? Mm. Do, we, do we have any Christian friends who are there, who can see when things are off, who ask if things are off, and will mm-hmm. just walk with you when things are off and, mm-hmm. and be okay that things are off. I hope this is making sense because yeah. I'm saying, yeah. but the, the idea is yeah. like we, like I, I was just talking with someone about this where sometimes in our, like a verse like this allows us to say to somebody, okay, you're in a very difficult position. And mm-hmm. what we want to do is say, okay, you need to be here. And that's like, like you mentioned, yeah. we need to rush the process. Yeah. But to be, this verse allows us to say, okay, you're there. Let's just talk about what it means to be there mm-hmm. um, for a while. And then let's, because you're, you're in that relationship and because of what we've read in Hebrews, there's an understanding that, you know, God does keep his people. So mm-hmm. we don't have to hit the panic button when somebody comes and says, you know, they're, they're really struggling in a certain area mm-hmm. of their life. Um, and, and so the the uh just the natural nature of what christian friendship could be Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it doesn't happen because verse 25 says not neglecting to gather together yeah a summer in the habit of doing yeah that's that's allowing the conversation (laughs) yeah like spurring one another on to love and good works that's Mm -hmm. that's allowing the the difficult questions to be asked the difficult conversation to take place um i i have a i have a friend of mine who was a pastor for for 10 years or, or more and he's 
he's been really in him and his wife the these seasons of you know um deconstruction as as they put it and basically has said that they've you know they're 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 done with the christian faith and Mm -hmm. um and but for them a lot of it was was there was no space to to talk about it Mm -hmm. like in their in their churches growing up Mm -hmm. um now i and i know they're 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 likely finding some um some kind of explanation uh for what they're doing to uh to make it more understanding but but still like um we want to be a church that can allow those conversations mm-hmm. to allow this spurring on to love mm-hmm. and good works. Um, that's why I, th- I thought that that point was, was just amazing. Um, yeah. Coming together to talk yeah. about these things, not, yeah. not trying to rush the process, not freaking out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. And not just that, do we have somebody in our life to do that, but mm-hmm. we are able to do that in other people's lives. Um, yeah. And and to your point with that couple, it's very sad that they didn't have opportunity mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to bring some of those issues uh, that they're really struggling with, and mm-hmm. and have just an honest and gracious conversation. Um, so yeah, that's that's hard. I mm-hmm. you know again in in verse twenty five it says, but encouraging each other. Yeah. Yeah, like people just need. Mm-hmm. a lot of encouragement yeah you know we we just live in a harsh world we live in a harsh culture the church can be a harsh mm-hmm. culture um and do we you know even as parents or as friends do we take opportunities to just encourage like we we can easily point out what's wrong in a church or what's wrong in somebody's life but mm-hmm. what is what are the blessings of the lord mm-hmm. where do we find grace in that person's mm-hmm. life where we can say, I know, and, and I think that's just part of biblical care yeah. is, yeah, we have these questions and <laughs> um, I, I don't know about, uh, you know, how I'm living out some of my Christian faith. Um, and, uh, but um, are there in that conversation, are there pockets of encouragement where mm. you're able to say to someone, but you may struggle here, but look what the Lord has done mm-hmm. um, and look what the Lord is doing Mm. even in in the midst of some of this and i think that's what hebrews 11 is is Mm. basically look at i mean everybody struggled (laughs) um and uh you know the lord was faithful Mm -hmm. yeah i love that encouraging one another everything we see here in these verses verses 24 and 25 it's all positive yeah it's like (laughs) um the positive nature of being with one another gathering together um, having the conversations, encouraging one another. It's such a, such a wonderful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful that we live, um, and we have, we're, we uh, live in a, in a church culture, at least within our church that we want to encourage, you know, this kind of relationship like with one another. I, yeah, I, and that's what we pray and we're not always good at it and we're not, we really sometimes struggle with this. Um, mm-hmm. but that's our prayer is that we'd be able to gather together and have honest, difficult conversations so that we can encourage one another mm-hmm. all the more as we see the day approaching. Amen. Well, let's Good. keep the conversation going. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs>